was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon. Excuse me, I'm in the middle of an epic traditional Christmas poem. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just looking at all these gifts. In my day, kids waited till Christmas morning to do that. Well, in case you haven't noticed, times are changing. I just want to make sure I'll be getting the greatest gifts tomorrow morning. All right, just please don't mess anything up. Now, 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 what do we have here? A teddy bear? What am I supposed to do with this? I didn't even know they made these anymore. Of course they make teddy bears! Everybody loves a teddy bear! We're huggable, squeezable, and oh so lovable! We represent a great tradition. Boys and girls around the world across the centuries have celebrated teddy bears! But it's not just about the noble tradition, it's about the traditions of Christmas. It's a Christmas Eve service with a candle and your parents worried you'll burn something down. It's Christmas morning, waking up early, jumping on mom and dad and saying, let's open stuff! It's the afternoon, over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. These are the traditions. And I represent them as a teddy bear. It's not just about what you do with me. The greatest gift of Christmas is being with the ones you love. Well, teach his own. I'm a second I can use. You, you can you? Oh, forget it. <laughs> what? Hey, what's this? Feels like a gift card to me. I wonder where it's for. I hope it's to Best Buy or Amazon or the Apple Store. Hopefully it's not coffee or something gross like that. Coffee? Gross? <laughs> He'll change his mind when he's older. Everyone loves coffee. The world runs on coffee. Entire empires were discovered, built, and established on coffee. Nothing says, I love you, like a good cup of coffee. And what about us gift cards? We are the greatest gift of all. We are the gift of freedom, flexibility, and personal choice. No one knows what you want better than yourself. No more scratchy sweaters or books you'll never read or toys that you grow out of. No, Christmas isn't about wrapping paper and forced smiles and awkward thank yous. Christmas is about getting what you want. Yeah, it's probably coffee. Yuck, that's totally a mom's gift. <laughs> hey, what's this? Yes, it's in a gift bag. I love these things. They make it so easy to peek. No way! Is it an iPhone 12? I can't believe it! Could it be for me? Nah, it must be for mom or dad. But maybe this is the year they give me a smartphone. That would be awesome! Yes, it is I. The perfect gift. <laughs> the most anticipated gift of 2020. The gift everybody is wanting. The iPhone 12! <laughs> oh, come on! You've all heard of me. Three cameras, 12 megapixels, a 6.1 inch OLED display with 4K recording capabilities. Just imagine all the selfies you could take with me. <laughs> I keep you connected, <coughs> I keep you entertained, I give you cool points with all your friends. I will adapt, upgrade, and keep you up to date with everything that is going on in the world. 
I'm the future of Christmas presents. No more old school toys you grow out of. No more gift cards that say, I don't really know what you want. Nope, I am the greatest gift of all. Yeah, the iPhone 12 is probably for mom, but kid can dream, right? Oh look, it's another card from Uncle Ehi. He never sends me anything for Christmas. Just these cards from Nigeria saying he loves me and misses me. He is right, you know. We don't give gifts for Christmas. Partly because our family celebrates Christmas in a different way. At Christmas, we gather together and celebrate. We sing, we dance, we tell stories, we embrace one another, and we rejoice in the Lord. And that's all there is to family. I mean, can you imagine what these people are saying about Christmas? Yeah, from people who don't know you, like your boss or your in-laws. Here today, gone tomorrow. Hey. That about sums up both of you. Yeah, I am the best. But you guys are both things. I am an experience. No, 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 things. We got holly and mistletoe and boughs of holly and light. And at the end, you can put them all in your attic in neat little boxes. Children, children, stop fighting. Children. Face the inevitable. I am the greatest gift. No, 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 no. It's a teddy bear for everybody. <laughs> teddy bear. Teddy bear. Teddy bear. Hey, what's this? Who's this for? I thought you would never ask. This is timeless and classic. It encompasses the past, the present, and the future. It's the gift that everyone needs, whether they know it or not. How are these toys the greatest gift of all? It's what they represent. These figures represent God's greatest gift to the world. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, 
a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, do nothing of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the very highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledges that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, the gift that Jesus Christ gives us is a relationship with him and eternal life for those who find him. Wow, I never really thought about Christmas in this way. Jesus really is the greatest gift of all. How many of you believe Jesus is the greatest gift of all? Okay, you can do better than that. How many of you believe Jesus is the greatest gift of all? There we go. There we go. What do you think? They got it? All right. Hey, well, I hope you had fun with this. I want to introduce you to two of my buddies. Uh, first over here we have, what's your name? Jacob. All right, Jacob. And how old are you? Six. Six. And was your brother just in the play? Yes. Did he do a good job? Yeah. I'm glad you said yes. That would have been awkward if you didn't. But anyway, so Jacob, the reason I wanted you to come up is I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. This is Sambo. And I want to tell you a little bit about Sambo. I was six, just like you when I got Sambo, and I want to tell you the story about that. Is that all right? 
So you want to hold Sambo? Now, one thing I got to tell you about Sambo, the white fur on his belly is super soft. Check it out. Is that soft or what? Mm-hmm. 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 That's soft. So here's the story. I was six years old. Um, we were a blended family, and so my parents got married when I was five years old. So this was my first Christmas with the new family. There were seven of us. Um, and I was really excited. And, you know, uh, through the weeks, the Christmas tree went up, and there were gifts under the tree. And, and I, I wish I could stand here and tell you that at six years old, I believe Jesus was the greatest gift. Um, I, I wasn't quite at that point yet. I mean, I, I like Jesus, but I just remember, you know, sitting around Christmas Eve, all the gifts and the candles, and my dad reading the long Christmas story in King James. And I wasn't there. I'm like, can we get to the, pre-? you know, and, and then he preached on it for a while, and I'm just, I'm dying, you know. But anyway, but Jesus is the greatest. So under the tree, there was this one giant box. As a six-year-old, it was humongous. And so, you know, the morning came, and we started opening presents, and I kept eyeing that box, and as my mom's handing out presents, no one touched the big box. Finally, we get to stockings, and no one had yet touched the big box, and I'm dying inside, and everyone's just ignoring the big box. And finally, my dad said, all right, well, let's go to Grandma's for breakfast, and, and I'd had it. I mean, I'd listen to the Bible story. I'd put up with the big box sitting there, so I about screamed at the top of my lungs, what about the big box? And they said, oh, that was just decoration, you know, for under the tree. And, you know, I think they thought they were being funny, like as parents do. I burst into tears because in my mind, who else would the box be for but the cute six-year-old? And so as I burst into tears, I think my dad felt bad. My mom elbowed him, and they said, no, no, the box is for you. And so I opened this box up, tore it open, desecrated it, and inside was Sambo. Now, Sambo, at six years old, was about as big as I was. Um, Sambo, if you get kind of a side view there, his his stuffing used to be in his chest, kind of like me. And through the years, it's kind of settled to his belly and his bottom. Um, so there's really nothing up top anymore. But, but anyways, I got Sambo, and, and I don't know what to say. I loved Sambo. I was the happiest kid on earth, even to this day. You know, they do that little analogy, like your, your house catches on fire. You can save two things. What would they be? And, of course, you know, not counting people. Sambo is one of them. I'm running in the house, and the firemen pull up going, why is this grown man running out with a little tiger? But I love this thing. And, and there's three things I did in response to Sambo. I accepted it. I celebrated it. And I shared it. And, and what's interesting about that, I didn't have to be coached. There was no coaching going on. There was no sermon my dad delivered on how to accept a gift like Sambo. And so I accepted it. When they said, man, that gift is for you, I I was running across to the tree. And I'm tearing it open. And I'm going, this is for me. And I'm looking at it. And there was no question. I I didn't say anything like, well, it doesn't fit. And it's the wrong size. And I wanted an iguana, not a tiger. Like, it was nothing like that. I accepted it. And then I shared it. This tiger has been around the world. Everywhere I went, this tiger went with me. There were people in D.C. and Pennsylvania and London. They all met Sambo because wherever I went, Sambo was there. And I would always say the same thing. I would say, hey, pet this dude's belly. It's really nice. And, of course, they'd look at me funny. But then when they did, they would be like, oh, give me back my tiger, you weirdo. So I shared it. And, And I didn't have to be coached on that because I was in love with Sambo, and I wanted everyone to experience Sambo in the way I did. And I shared it. I I would walk up to people. I'm celebrating. I'm sharing. Sometimes I shared it in not nice ways. One of the things about Sambo, you could grab him by the tail, get a good swing around, and just knock your brother in the head. Uh, I'll never forget the day I did it and the tail fell off. 
And, man, I, I was devastated. I, I didn't realize you could sew it back on like my mom did. But I love Sambo. And on a serious note, we can joke about Sambo. But on a serious note, i got to ask you this question. What do you do with the gospel? Because this morning, as we've gathered together, we had some fun. But really at the heart of what we did today is we celebrated Jesus Christ. In our singing, we sang to a creator who came down to earth in human flesh to die for his creation. It's unheard of. In communion, we talked about intimacy with God. We talked about a God, a creator, a sovereign God, who because of Jesus Christ, we can be intimate with. In our sin and separated and as humans, we have no chance. But because of Jesus Christ, that's possible. We think about the Christmas story, and I love it when, when Ron read Luke 2 and Philippians 2, and he read about the Creator coming down in human flesh, revealing himself to shepherds. And we heard in Philippians 2 that he humbled himself, became obedient even to death on a cross. And after the resurrection, God glorified him to the highest position on heaven and earth. And so as we hear that, there's three responses for us today. We accept it, we celebrate it, and we share it. And I'd love to look around in this room on a Sunday morning, we're in a church building, and assume, hey, everyone here has accepted this. I would venture to say many of you have heard the gospel, but there's probably some people in this room who've never really accepted it, who've never really torn into it and said, this is for me, this is what I need, who've thought about their sin, who've thought about their humanity and said, I need the gift of the gospel. And so I don't want to move on from that point, and I want to say if you haven't accepted it, maybe today's the day you do that. Maybe you pray and talk to the God of the universe and intimacy and say, I, I want to bow my knee to that. I want to repent. I want to turn to you. There will be some guys up here at the end of the service. They would love, it would be the greatest Christmas present this year to them if you came up and said, I accepted Jesus. I'd love to talk about it. And then let's celebrate it. Do, do we celebrate it? Or is it another Christmas? You know, the reason we did kind of this creative play and, and kind of mix it up is some of us, if we're honest, like I did when I was six, the Christmas story starts rolling out of a reading, and we're kind of like, I've heard that before. It's that old Christmas legend. No way. Do we celebrate? And, and you know what's cool? I think you guys do. When I say, do you believe Jesus is the greatest gift, the way you respond, I'm like, we, we got to celebrate it. And I love being part of a church where every Sunday in worship we celebrate who Jesus is. We celebrate the gospel. But then the final thing, if you've accepted it, if you've celebrated it, you got to share it. you, you got to literally, as silly as I look, walking out with a tiger under my arm in front of all you adults, this is how we treat the gospel. The gospel is not a one-time transaction that we accept and throw to the curb. The gospel is something we carry with us all the days of our lives, and we share it with others. And Paul's pretty clear. There are times you'll look silly for doing that. I mean, after all, a grown-up saying I'm not capable of living life on my own. I'm utterly dependent on a Savior. But this is what we do, and we share it. In a few minutes, the worship team's going to come up, and we're going to sing a song. And really the heart of the song is we think about um, accepting and celebrating and sharing. The heart of this song that we're going to sing is about sharing the gospel. And so I want you, as we sing this song, to think about it. And then we're going to close today. Because here's the deal. 
I, I've been to a lot of church services in my life, and it's real easy to be like, oh, yeah, we got to share the gospel. we got to share the Christmas message. Probably right now if I said, raise your hand if you think we should share, every hand would go up. But the fact is, if you're like me, I hope you're not too much like me, sometimes you raise your hand. Sometimes you think, yeah, i got to share it. What about my Uncle Bob? What about the neighbor? And then you go out these doors, and what happens? You forget it. And so we're going to end this service with a very real and tangible way that Gary is going to share that we can actually share the hope of the gospel in relationship with others. So in just a minute, as the worship team's ready, you guys are going to stand. In fact, why don't you guys stand right now and I'll pray, and then we're going to sing a song together. Father, this morning, as, as we focus on the gospel, and, and we're focusing on Christmas, but we know that ultimately your son came to earth to humble himself and be obedient to death even death on a cross. And by the power of your spirit and by the power of your word, you raised him on the third day. He ascended to heaven. He sits at your right hand, and one day he'll return. And when he returns, every knee will bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's my prayer that everyone in the sound of my voice would know that as a reality. And it's my prayer is that we think about the neighborhoods we live in, the places we work, the different places we go, the schools we're in, that we would share this good news with others, that we would be like the shepherds at the first Christmas who went out unabashedly and shared what they had seen. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. All right, let's sing. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere.
going to go and take a seat. We're just going to take a couple more minutes before we dismiss because we want to help you go tell it on the mountain. So I want you to watch this one-minute video to get an idea of how we're going to do this. Well, here's our first house. Are you nervous? A little bit. I've well, never done be, it before. It'll be great. We're just reaching out and getting to know our neighbors. I think it's a great idea. You know, I think it's really cool if hundreds of people from our church are all out meeting their neighbors and inviting them for Christmas Eve. Imagine the impact that'll have. It's going to be great. Yeah. Someone's at the door. Will you come answer it with me? Well, are they selling something? I don't think so. I think it's our neighbors from down the street. Hi, my name's Will. This is my wife, Jenny. We're your neighbors down the street. And we brought you this Christmas gift. We just wanted to say Merry Christmas. Our church, Grace Community Church, is doing an outreach this year to meet our neighbors and invite you to Christmas Eve service at 4 and 5.30 if you're interested in coming. We'd love to have you. We also put our name and number on there in case there's anything you need or just to get you guys, know you guys a little better. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my, my name's Larry. This is my wife, Tina. And... And I, I thought we recognized you. We, you know, drive by your house sometimes. You're out outside doing yard work. So yeah, yeah. it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. You guys. Hope, you. hope we see more of you around. That'd be great. All right. See you Have guys. Bye bye. Well, that was really nice of Bob and Jenny. Yeah, and we were wondering where we could go on Christmas Eve. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. When you guys <laughs> leave this building, if you go through, if you go out the worship center doors, or you go through Adventureland. Either way, there's going to be a number of these bags that you're going to pass right by that you can grab four or five of them. And let me encourage you to do that. It's a simple way for you to talk to a neighbor, a co-worker, a classmate, a friend. Just say, hey, are you, do you have plans for Christmas Eve? We have a Christmas Eve service at 4 and 5.30. We invite you. The information's all here. But also there's a gift from us to you. And just really encourage them, you know, by just reaching out, introducing yourself. But there's one more thing I'd like to add on to this. Ask them if there's a way you can pray for them. Just say one more thing. Is there something we can pray for you about? You'll be surprised at how many people will offer you something to pray about. And a lot of times they'll open up their heart and let you know a lot of things that are going on. And then pray for them just right there. Just pray for them and say, I hope we see you Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Real simple way for all of us to go tell it on the mountain. So let's all stand up. Let me encourage you guys to... Really be involved in doing this. Don't think, I don't want to go through the trouble of this. I mean, remember what Jesus, all the trouble he went through for us. So let's go through a little trouble here. And this is really fun, but we actually reach out and meet some people and invite them. On Christmas Eve, they'll hear the gospel as they come here. So let's pray. Father, we just ask you that you would really use this time to draw people to yourself, draw people to Christ. Pray you would sovereignly cause there to be just providential appointments as you intersect us with people you've been preparing in their heart. Give us the words to say and draw people to yourself, we pray in Jesus' name. Let me say one more thing. To those of you online, uh, you can call the office tomorrow morning and talk to Rosie and come by and get some bags if there's any left. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas. Hope to see you Christmas Eve.